This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. This podcast is sponsored by listeners just like you. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll By the time Joe was 30 years old, he was no longer an observant Jew. He had been raised in a religious home when he was very young, but by the age of five, his mother had been sick for a year and then passed away. His father had died many years before, and at five years old, he was left all alone and became very bitter. He was angry at his mother for leaving him. All of the other kids had parents, but he didn't. He knew it didn't make sense to hold a grudge against his parents, especially his mother. After all, it wasn't her fault. But all he did was think about how his mother died and left him all alone. The years passed, and Joe totally left a life of Judaism. He had been raised in a religious home until the age of five. His mother was religious, so he saw it as a sort of revenge by not being religious anymore. Then one day he got an idea. He said, I'm going to go to the Lubavitcher Rebbe. He lived in New York, and it's not clear where he got this idea from or where the motivation came from, but he remembered his mother mentioning the Rebbe a few times. Maybe he thought, I'm just going to go and make trouble. Maybe he was just curious, but whatever the reason was, he had made up his mind that he was going to visit the Rebbe at 770 Eastern Parkway. He heard the Rebbe receive guests at night, only once or twice a week, and figuring that he had nothing to lose, just one night of the week he took a taxi to Crown Heights, finds 770, and walks inside. It was already after midnight, but the place was lit up like the day. Busy and lively, there were bearded young men with friendly faces walking around, and a room off to the side he could hear the learning out loud. Once in a while somebody would rush past him and bump him on the way. There was a lot of actions, very busy. A young man approached him, shook his hand, smiled, and asked, how can he help? And Joe just said the words, the Rebbe. So the young man points at a small hallway where there's a line of people standing silently and nervously before a big mahogany door. And this young man says, they're all waiting for Yechidis, a private meeting with the Rebbe. The Rebbe's in there, behind the door, and they're waiting to talk with him alone. Some people have been waiting for months just for this meeting. Joe went over to the line. He looked around for a few minutes, and then he decided to make his move. He went straight to the first person in line, tapped him on the shoulder, and said, Listen, I have something really urgent I need to talk with the Rebbe about. Really urgent, and I'm about to catch a plane. If I don't do it now, I won't have any opportunity to do this. Please, it's really important it'll only take a minute, maybe even less. Do you mind if I go before you? The man himself had waited many months for this meeting, and he looked at Joe in the eyes, and he saw his desperation. He said, okay, fine. No, if it's urgent, what am I going to say? And when the door opened, Joe ran into the room. At that moment, one of the Rebbe's secretaries, Rabbi Groner, He saw what just happened, and he saw that Joe had jumped into the room without permission, so he himself went into the room to remove him. But the moment the Rebbe's door opened, someone came backing out, his eyes were red, and Joe entered, and the Rebbe gave him a sign to leave the intruder alone, and Rabbi Groner had no choice but to step back and close the door. Joe sat down in the chair next to the Rebbe's desk and just said nothing. He stared at the Rebbe. Maybe it was in defiance. Maybe he was scared. Whatever it was, he was just sitting there silently. His plan was to make the Rebbe talk first. The Rebbe looked at him for a few seconds and then said with his European accent, I know you. Joe pointed to himself, shrugged his shoulders, raised his palms upward. Shaking his head, he said, me? No, not me. You don't know me. The Rebbe said, I received a letter some years ago. Not from me, said Joe. 
about you. About me? Who would write a letter to you about me? Then the Rebbe stood up, went over to a cabinet, and pulled out a letter. He sat back down at the table, put the letter on the table, and pushed it towards Joe. The Rebbe said the words, Your mother. Joe was shocked. He could see that it was an old handwritten letter. But could it really be from his mother? The Rebbe told him, She wrote to me 25 years ago, saying she was about to die, and requested that I should daven for you. Here, you can read it. The Rebbe turned the letter towards Joe, and Joe could see that it was stained with his mother's tears. But the Rebbe kept his hand on it, so that Joe couldn't pick it up. Joe read the letter. It was exactly what the Rebbe said. His mother didn't just abandon him. Her insides were turning out when she wrote this letter. And now his head was spinning, and he had a stomach cramp. What, he'd been wrong all these years? His mother really did care about him, and she did her best to provide for him. His eyes filled with tears, but he couldn't cry. He was just so confused. It was too much. It was too sudden. He turned to the Rebbe. Rebbe, I'm begging you. Give me this letter. Please. It's all I have for my mother. But the Rebbe, who still had his hand on the letter, he pulled it back. I can give you a copy of the letter. But the letter was written to me, and it stays with me. But it's from my mother, said Joe. His heart was broken, and he couldn't understand why the Rebbe was so cruel. Just give me the letter. It's from my mother. Why not? The Rebbe answered him. Every year, just before Yom Kippur, I gather all of the Hasidim in my yeshiva, hundreds and hundreds of young men, and I bless them as if they were my own children. So, said Joe, I don't understand. What's the letter have to do with blessing the Hasidim? The Rebbe said, before I bless them, every year I take out your mother's letter, and I read it, and I see the tears of a mother who loved her son so, so much. That gives me the inspiration to bless the Hasidim who are like my own children. So you see, you can have a copy of the letter, but this letter was written to me, and it stays with me. Yeah.